Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Well, that's a little bit more like it. Oilers with a 4-2 win in a huge divisional matchup against the Los Angeles Kings. Was it pretty? Nah. Showed a lot of patience in tonight's game. Jason Strudwick, Rob Brown, and Zuby. All part of the pod tonight to break it down. As always, Got Your Back YEG is proudly presented by our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC, you know they've got trucks in stock, or they can get them for you in short order. The staff is fantastic. The process is streamlined. And when you mention the Got Your Back sent you, you'll not only receive specialized pricing as a bonus, you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages. That's on a new or a used vehicle. So go see Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park or online, www.gmcpod.com. Com. Coming at you from our long shot studio out here in the park. All game days are all day happy hour specials. $5 long shots lager. Can't beat that. Five bucks for long shots lager on a game day over at Long Shots. Rob Brown is making the trek home and is going to join us from his home studio as soon as he's available. So we, uh, we'll get to him in a couple of minutes. But for now, we got shoveling strutty. How'd it go out on those driveways, Struddy? Were you the hero of the neighborhood today? Oh, no, I'm not going to pretend I'm a hero. I did my own. I did, I did do a little bit of, you know, between two properties, you know, myself, mm-hmm. my neighbor. I like just to keep the, try to keep the, it clean so that people can park there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm not, I'm not a hero. I do as little as I can for my neighbors. So did you, now you don't go snowblower, right? Sorry, I'm fixing my lights here as we're chatting. Uh, you don't no, go snowblower, I, do you? I, I would like to get a snowblower. I think it might be neat to have one to kind of just, just kind of play right you just go around and blow snow all over the place but no i yeah. don't i don't i'm what about you no i wish uh mine broke down uh last year or something like that and i haven't had it repaired yet so i was up and at it early this morning and that, you know what for someone with a back like me buddy trying to get out of bed and then hopping into the shoveling game can be a little bit rough so it's okay i got a quick little stretchy in in before though stretch the hammies a little I was on the floor having a coffee stretching so i could go out and safely shovel how old am i yeah yeah well at least it wasn't heavy snow it's pretty light that's uh you know march snow is much different than a dry february one yeah no 100 percent uh okay brownie will be joining us here shortly so we'll get to our breakdown i think by the time we're deep into it he will probably be available oh, there he is brownie oh, hi everything. guys how are we doing buds i'm doing fantastic good good i like this post game with you actually on camera though i took a little while to get home tonight so we had time to wait for you well i had to go in between some of those big tractor things that are clearing the road so there are some of them aren't very happy with me as i was uh-huh. dodging them on the way home but we made it safely now did you actually do your own snow today or do you just wait inside looking out your window until your neighbor came out and saved your ass my neighbor's in portugal so oh, no. i went out and me and one neighbor across the street who has a snowblower we did five or six driveways today we we uh took care of the neighborhood so I it was a lot of work. That was that was really really thick snow. There was a lot of snow. <laughs> oh, so, Strutty, were you being sarcastic when you said good thing it wasn't too heavy? No, I didn't think it was heavy. It, was it wasn't. Dry. It wasn't heavy. It was just pretty hot. dry snow. I mean, listen, I'm not a snow expert. I don't uh, <laughs> run a Slurpee machine, but it was pretty light. <laughs> That's funny because literally, Brownie, like two minutes ago before he got on, Strud was like, "Yeah, the snow wasn't very heavy, so it was no big deal." And you're like, "That was really heavy snow." It was heavy. Well, it was so high. Like it was like you had to take off the top, and then you had to go down to the second layer, and then push the third layer. It was a lot of snow. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not big and strong like Struddy. Well, no, I, it's just a shovel. You're probably using the wrong type of shovel, right? That's Feel free I, to mix in some some basic dumbbell curls, maybe some dips. Now, oh and my then, god, maybe. I was at the gym today, and the guy beside me were both doing triceps. I honestly didn't know weights came as big as this guy's. Like seriously, right. he had weights. Like his biceps were the size of my thighs, like both of them. 
And yeah. he's using weights. I've never seen that size. I think he got them from a special room because I can't find those, which Brownie, is good because I can't lift those. Let, let, let's be honest, buddy. At your age, if you're working on your triceps, you're probably not <laughs> doing a very good workout. <laughs> it's my favorite one. I feel hey, really strong hey, when I and then I throw the weight away as I finish. I'm like, yeah. You know, also does the triceps? Push-ups. Push-ups do the tricep. You can skip it all. By doing 100 push-ups. You no, the, the chicks dig it when I pull the big 30-pounders oh, off God. the bar there. It's yeah. like, they're like, whoa, <laughs> look at those. So what's your go-to dumbbell tricep maneuver that you do the over-the-head? like the like the Yeah, over-the-head. Yep. Oh, the two-handed over-the-head. Oh, you do two. Well, yeah, one. I mean, it might not be able to pull it all the way up, so I need both hands. <laughs> Sounds like it's a very functional workout. Just yeah. pure triceps. <laughs> It's not. That's just one of my five exercises strides. And then I do what are my, the other four. I do bench press. I okay, do shoulder function. press. I do right. rows. I do biceps. I do triceps. Right. After I ride the bike and then I do crunches. Oh, boy. That's so not that's bad for an old person. That, uh, like, on seriously. that regimen? Yeah, sounds good, Pardon? man. I mean, I guess you guys probably don't have squat machines in St. Albert. Is that... Uh... <laughs> I don't need to do squats. I got a big ass as it is. What do you I need, do need squats to. for? For what? Yeah, you're, you're you're working cosmetic muscles when you actually need to have your. Stability, I'm losing your weight. I'm getting in shape, Struts. I think you should be okay. proud of me. I'm always proud of you, but I. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate your, that. I also, I got to be honest today. When yeah. I was doing the bench press, I started giggling, thinking about you at the swimming pool. That just came in my head, and as I'm doing it, like, I start giggling, and then I'm like, I'm oh, I'm gonna drop yeah. it on myself, thinking of Struddy swimming. Old swimming. Yeah. That I was your best. Tech. That was your best. What's it called again? Strutty's thing? Strutty's? There's been a lot of good The world ones. of Strutty? That's the best one all year long. That was There's my been a lot you of You like that ones. one, hey? I, I, I could not stop laughing. Seriously, sure. today I was laughing by myself. For those who missed it, Strutty got out of the swimming pool the other day, walked by the lifeguard, and he was like, hey, uh, we have uh, lessons here, you know. <laughs> Humbling. <laughs> Humbling. Uh, we got a hockey game to break down. So as much as I'd love to continue this uh, chirp fest, let's get to the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store in Edmonton, founded in 1939. It's just uh, off White Avenue and 102nd Street. They've got everything you need for all different aspects of your wardrobe. So if you want some casual wear, they can help you out with that, right? Jeans and pants and shirts and shoes. Or they got some fantastic high-end stuff as well. If you want to elevate your wardrobe for work, whether it's uh, business casual uh, or more formal, Dirk's can, uh, or Mr. Dirk definitely has you squared away. Uh, lots of great suits, dress shoes, belts, pants, the whole bit. I adorn myself in Mr. Dirk each day that I go to work. So check them out at mrdirk.com. Here's a question I have for you, uh, Rob Brown. I will ask you this. With the style that the LA Kings play, can they make you look like you're playing worse than you actually are? Or were the Oilers, again, really bad in the first period, just in terms of energy level and all that? Or was that the LA Kings, LA kinging them? I, I think it's the Oilers trying to play better defensive hockey. I think mm. they just didn't want to give up the grade A scoring chances. They played a little more conservative. Uh, I, they, I mean, LA is a good team, and there was push and shove, but the LA Kings weren't getting the chances or the looks that we saw with the Flames the other night. So I thought the Oilers, I thought they played a, a better first. Uh, it was low event. Uh, I do believe the Kings were the better of the two teams in the first period, uh, but just slightly. And if it wasn't for a bonehead play by Dubois, the Kings were probably would be leading after the first period. But uh, I thought that it was just a much better low event game for the Oilers tonight. Yeah, it's interesting to bring that up because I, I do think that they 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 want to play that low event hockey defensively. They really want to have it. And they don't want to give up a ton of chances. And and you mentioned the play by Dubois, like that is there was nothing really happening there. And all of a sudden, bang, yeah. it's, it's, it's a goal against. And that that is the stuff that the Kings are known not to do. Mm-hmm. Like They don't want to play that way, whether it was Todd or now their, their new coach. And I think the owners really want to kind of play that way. They want to make the other team have to make a good play and beat them. So, you know, I think part of that is it maybe looks a little ener- less energetic than maybe we've become accustomed to over the last couple of years where it was just trading chances. And that's that's exciting to watch. 
for fans. I, I don't personally like that because I think it's very chaotic and I think you're yeah. leaving up to chance. Do, do you score two or do I score three or what happens? But I think that it, it kind of has to be that way for the owners if they want to, because we've seen the other way. It hasn't worked for, for, you know, a Stanley cup. So now I think they've decided this is the way, and this looked, this resembled more the team that I thought they did when they went on that big run rather than we've seen the last, what is it? Shogger last nine or 10 games. Yeah, I was really paying attention to the way they started this game, you know, because they've really been harping on their first period. So I was really dialed in that first period and I was watching and I'm like, I'm watching it. And I'm like, what am I seeing here? So in my notes, my digital notes that I do an amazing job of keeping, the red, by the way, is bad. The blue is is good, <laughs> as you can see that there. Uh, but one of the notes I have is sluggish start. Nobody's hitting anyone. Um, so... But I'm not sure if because it's such a chess match, if it's if it's fair to be hard on them because it's such a positional chess match. You got to be so careful about the way you're playing it, especially in the neutral zone. I'm not sure if they didn't want to over four. I don't know. It just it felt like they weren't forechecking that hard, and they didn't come out with a ton of energy. A bad mistake there, blown coverage in front of the net. So I kind of felt like I'm not sure why they're coming out with another first period like this. But then they steadied it, Struds, and a pretty big difference, I would say, you know, after the first period, I thought that goal at the end of the first did a lot to help them out. And I thought they, they looked a lot more like the team that had won a bunch of games there for the last 40. Is that fair? Yeah, and I think that they – yes, 100% that's fair, um, especially after that penalty kill. Like that penalty kill was a big moment of the game. I, yeah. I really think that it, it – you know, penalty power play and penalty kill can give and take energy away from teams – and I thought that that really gave the Oilers a lot of energy. And I think it made it, it maybe just undermined the Kings' game plan of, 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 of what they're trying to accomplish. But at, at that penalty count, I don't think we can underestimate what, what the impact it on the game, Brown. It was huge, huge moment. Well, we know the LA Kings are a good defensive team. And they have a chance on an extended power play with a five-on-three and then back-to-back -back power plays to not only to to take a, a one goal or a two goal or possibly a three goal lead they could have made it three one or four one there and the kill it starts first of all nugent hopkins is sent out to take the draw it's not on his strong side so i'm like okay that's an odd uh player to be put on the ice he's not he'd be third or fourth on my list but the coaching staff knobloch talked about it they they looked he was on fire he was nine and one after the second period they put the right guy out he wins the draw that more or less ate up the five on three yeah, and then their penalty kill. They they got two big saves. Skinner yeah. made a huge save on Kempe. Then they lose the battle. Kempe gets it out to Spence. He comes in and another huge save by Skinner. Yeah. Either one of those goes in. It's three one, and yeah. all of a sudden the Oilers are like, "Here we go again." The fans mm -hmm. start getting down on them. Uh, there'd been the big mistake by Bouchard, and it's a, a long road back. But as you said, Struds, a penalty kill gave them life, and it took some away from the LA Kings. Because all of a sudden they knew it was a missed opportunity, and they also knew that the next penalty was going to go against them, and they were going to have to face the Oilers' power play. I just can't believe that Skinner had enough energy to even be awake in the crease. I mean, how he's not just sleeping like twenty-three <laughs> hours a day with all these games he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I guys, I, I actually I made a note as well, and I, I put my bad ones in blue and my good ones in red on okay. my own notes. Uh, I, I think that I think that, that that sequence there, I think that might be a, a – let's look back on this in five games. Is that the thing that stabilizes Stuart Skinner? Because mm -hmm. they, they, they can't be – he was right out on top of the crease. He looked strong. He looked poised. And, you know, we, we'd seen some goals recently where maybe he was backing in a little bit um, and kind of, you know, go back to Arizona, maybe a bit unfair, but they were, you know, shooting it past him. I, and, and Kempe is probably one of the most dangerous shooters mm -hmm. Uh, in space in the league, so yeah, I, 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 let's. I think that that may be a really important stretch there, that penalty kill for Skinner's mental state moving forward. Ryan Smith's nose chimes in, and the uh, Weiss Johnson YouTube mentions and asks, "Do you put Skinner in again against the Blues, Struds?" Yeah, I do. Yeah, get him back but, in there. Yeah, he's going back in, and then he's you got the crack in in Pittsburgh back to back. So then you give Pickard one of the two back to backs coming up. Yep, that yeah, seems I would, fair. Yeah, probably Skinner look probably good. Yeah, I think I'd probably put uh, Pickard in against Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's not how Just you say it. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. That's, my bad. You said Pittsburgh. it wrong, Jason. Yeah. 
You know, that's that my, my home Crosby team, Jason. That's team. not very nice. Yeah, we have an yeah. alumni on the pod, and Sidney Crosby's oh. currently on the team. <laughs> that's blasphemy on a couple of fronts. Uh, let's get to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. Want to hear from Evan Bouchard. Uh, the cold is back, right? So is the snow. Holy snap. There's lots of winter ahead, so get that garage heated up and enjoy the luxury of a nice warm vehicle that you can slide right into. They do such a great job, great customer service. I've got the AC and the garage heater from them at the Rashog house here. Visit Weiss-Johnson.com. Jingle. So Evan Bouchard has the big gaff, and we can kind of break that one down after the fact, but bounces back, sheds it, puts it on a shelf, and comes back, finds a Bouch bomb that ends up being a massive, massive goal. Here's Evan Bouchard postgame. Um, I don't have a Bouchard clip. I have Ekholm about Bouchard. Oh, Evan Bouchard. Uh, okay, Matthias Ekholm on his D partner, <laughs> Evan Bouchard. I honestly Probably don't think he is hard on himself, and I don't think he should be either because he does all these plays, and he, he more often than not, he is uh, uh, on the scale of giving us the good stuff. There's going to be hiccups, and there's going to be some reads where it doesn't pan out, but um, I think he's been really good at weighing those situations and and obviously when they happen just put them in in your backpack try to learn from them but um don't make them affect the way you play because if they do and, and i've played with some high-end offensive defensemen and i know if you start getting down on yourself you're gonna take yourself out of the game and, and he didn't he came back and um he got us that big goal so i mean that i think he's been he's had an awesome year and he's, he's a great player and no worries, Zuby. I think that's my fault. I forgot to send that note asking for that clip. But Bouchard basically admitted that maybe earlier in his career, that a mistake like that might have been a little harder to bounce back from. Maybe he would have let it kind of rattle him a little bit, but I thought he did a good job of just kind of steadying his game. Struddy, how big a mistake was that? Yeah. But then how impressed were you with what he did at the end? Yeah, so let, let's break down the mistake. My phone blew up when that happened. So this play was very similar to what, uh, Noah Hannafin did to Evan Bouchard. It was D on D again, mm. D on D violence. So if you remember against Calgary, Bouchard was trying to get over the blue line and Noah Hannafin kind of surfed over. He was in the, in the middle of the ice and he kind of surfed over, poked the puck over or poked the puck off and then boom, they're gone the other way. So tonight, I think Bouchard, he saw that play and said, maybe I can do that. <laughs> and the problem was is that Evan, um, there was kind of like a couple regroups and he got up but when he got up, he was on the dot line or outside the dot line. So all of a sudden, the king player looks up and is like, oh, my God, this guy is outside the dot line. And then to compound the problem, Evan Bouchard's toes were facing the wall. So, you know, as, a, as an offensive player, I always look, which way are the guy's toes facing? If they're facing that way, you're going to go the other way because they can't turn around. I like how you said that as an offensive player. I've seen you out there at the high school kids. You're checking, okay, which way is that kid's toes going? I'm going the opposite <laughs> way. Uh, it's funny. Between periods uh, at the game, Reed asked me, you know, what was Evan doing there? And I go, I, I got to be honest, I have no idea. Like, seriously, he, there's so many things that went wrong on that play. I mean, if he would have done the exact same play, but at least turned to the middle of the ice, right? Ekholm could have come over, taken his guy, and now Bouchard at least could have taken the other guy. But he he went towards the boards. He took bad ice, and he more or less said, "Here you go, walk right in." That yeah. was that was as that was as bad a play as you can make as a defenseman. I mean, just go at him and grab him, take a penalty, anything. So, right. but I do agree with you, Shoggy, that, and I've seen it before when he makes a big mistake, and he has in the past. It has affected him for sometimes two, three shifts, sometimes two, three periods. Yeah. But tonight. Uh, he came a fantastic play on the power play goal by dry settle and then scores the winning goal. It did affect him in games gone by or, or, or last year he's matured and he, he parked it or as Ekholm said, he put it in his backpack and, and took it away. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Neither I heard I. that right after the game. What? <laughs> Let's be Swedish. Sounds like we might be having uh, a few glitches on the stream tonight as we're streaming live on YouTube and on Twitter. So sorry about that, folks. We'll uh, do our best, but sometimes we're a slave to the uh, local internet here. So 
uh, please bear with us. It was interesting to me, Struds, that Knobloch chose to leave him on the ice after a gaffe of that magnitude. And then it wasn't just the, that he got beat. Uh, 12 seconds later or whatever it was, he takes a penalty on the play as well. So it was a tough sequence. What did you think of? Did you think the same thing I did? Like, why is he still out there? Yeah, I wonder who makes that call. Is that coffee or Knobloch? Does Coffee say, does he look over and Coffee's like got his hands up saying, no, stay out there, stay out there? Or does Nobak look down and say, don't change the D? <laughs> It'd be interesting, though, because generally speaking, like after I got scored on, I like to change just because it just settled me down, you know? And, and then when I, when I, when our line scored, don't change me. I'm feeling it, man. I'm in the, I'm in the groove. So it's, it's interesting that they didn't take him off. And then that penalty, you could see he was arguing it. It, it wasn't the, the, maybe the greatest call, but it was, it was a 50, 50 call. And yeah. you, you leave yourself at the, at the, at the feelings of the ref there, Brownie. Well, I agree too. And when I make a big bonehead play, I want off the ace. Cause I don't want to make a big bonehead play the next shift and have a dash too. So, but I, I, I have seen, I don't think you should bench a player ever because he makes a mistake if it becomes repetitious then you bench him mm -hmm. i know a lot of coaches if a guy makes a big mistake they want him to stay out because he knows he made the big mistake all right go fix it go have a good shift flush it out of your system now unfortunately for bouchard it didn't get flushed he got two more minutes in the penalty box to think about it uh but yeah. I, I honestly i i think it, not knowing at all i think it would be coffee that would say to you know Leave the kid out there. He needs to learn from this. Mm -hmm. I think because, I mean, Paul Coffey is one of the greatest defensemen ever played. Right. He had some defensive boo-boos in his career that he fixed quite often very quickly in the game. So I think, I think it would be Paul Coffey making that call. All right, time now for our You Can Use Services Relentless Player of the Game. They're a local charity that helps vulnerable youth find employment. Their 14th annual Comedy Nights fundraiser coming up in March. They've got six shows, tons of laughs. It's a great way to support helping youth right here in our community. They still got tickets available. Got Your Back's going to be there on the 20th. So check out the tickets at youcancomedy.ca. Mention Got Your Back sent you and you will get 20% off. Struddy, who gets the nod tonight, buddy? Yeah, going a little bit off the board tonight. I'm going Ooh, with Warren like it. I thought he had a couple Ooh. of really nice moments. Okay. Uh, you know, hard on the forecheck a couple times that turned to good scoring chances mm -hmm. for his line mates. Uh, and for that, that's something I think that we need to, if you're the owners, you want to encourage that type of behavior from uh, big number 37, Brownie. I, I thought he was good. Actually, we had a couple callers on our show tonight say that they really liked Fogel's game. And mm -hmm. uh, if the Oilers are going to make noise in the playoffs, they can't do it with just one line. Yeah. And they need guys to step up. And uh, I thought Warren Fogle, who's had a nice year, it'll be interesting. This is one of our callers asked tonight. Will he be here on February or on March 9th? He's one of the guys whose name has been bandied around uh, because of his contract. And if they have to bring someone in, and I think it'd be a shame because I think Warren Fogle has become everything they hoped that he was going to become when they made the, the trade for him. Steve Taylor says, coming back strong like an Oilers third period. Uh, slow start to the pod, just like the Oilers slow start versus Calgary. What else we got? Uh, Voyager says, should be free hats for all of us that stuck around. Uh, yeah, thanks, Voyager. That would be a little bit expensive, but yeah. hey, yeah, maybe we'll. We're going to give away a hat a little bit later on in the show. So, uh, reminder that Rob Brown's appearances are brought to you by Kin Print, helping you find creative ways to promote your brand, high quality apparel with top of the line brands. You got to check them out at kinprint.ca. Couple more things we got to square away on the stream here. So, a quick break and takeaways. Let's talk about Leon Dreisidel. Did you hear Connor McDavid being funny earlier on today? Uh, that and more still ahead. Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners, and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. 
Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Time now for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. From chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist, Redefined Health is here to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Go see Dr. Tyler Fix. Check him out online at redefinedhealth.com. We have talked a lot about Leon Dreisaitl the last couple of days, gentlemen, whether it be body language, different things, bad penalties, such and such. That third period tonight, I thought, was excellent from Leon Dreisaitl Brownie. He put his head down. He kept his legs moving. um, Was good on the back check. Looked like he really wanted that game and I feel like that's more the Leon Dreisaitl that's going to push this thing in the right direction. It's amazing how loud a game he can play by being quiet. And uh, he just was focused. He, he, there were three or four times tonight where his back check, the back pressure, disrupted an L.A. King chance, stole the puck. Uh, there was a shift in, I think it would be in the second period, where he, he took an extra few steps to run Dowdy before he took, went to the bench mm-hmm. uh he was excellent in this hockey game he was very very good and uh nice goal I, I mean that's a goal scorer's goal knew exactly how to put his stick and just let the puck touch it and change direction so yeah leon dry so there's been a lot of talk and i don't know leon and you know him way better than both struds and i i don't i i don't think he likes the attention when there's a lot of talk about him i think he just likes going about his game and doing what he does best so i think today he just played a quiet game uh verbally just quiet demonstratively body language wise but a loud game with the way he played both on the forecheck and on the back check i think that the last game that penalty i think that would really have kind of re it's a reset for for any player because mm-hmm. i as i mentioned that's a really hard penalty to take and a big night and you got to skate back on saturday night hockey it's not fun so i think that really was a reset for him um, but the moments I really liked where he just decided I'm going to skate around Drew Doughty. I'm going to drive the net here hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I found he was moving his feet a lot more with the puck. You know, I, I think when Leon is less effective, he's more standing still with the puck. And I think today he was really skating with some speed and tempo, backing D-Man off. So, yeah, he, he was good and strong and big all over the ice. And uh, I think that's they they will want more games like that out of him. But I think he'll also think that was a pretty good game by me. I got to have bring that more to my game well how about how about the strength though the one that you're talking about when he went around dowdy and he's holding dowdy with his left hand one hand on the stick and he got that puck about three feet in the air I know. just one-handed I know. backhand that is strength like that is that is like real man strength that uh, to get that good a scoring chance when you've got the puck way way out holding it with one one hand on the stick and his hand is on the very very top of it to be able to get that kind of leverage uh leon was good tonight yeah, and I think should note. I think uh, big save, Dave, too, the goalie for the Kings. I thought he was lucky tonight. You know, I think he had some lucky moments. Pucks trickling through him. Um, I think that this game, it was the score wasn't maybe as. It could have been a little bit more spread out. You could have been at a five-two situation. I really thought that he had. You know, you just can tell when a goalie's not sure and they're kind of squeezing. They're looking around them, and I don't know. I think as a D-man, I would have been a little bit nervous to see that guy behind me tonight. Well, really, is the LA Kings goaltending good enough? Well, it's cheap. It's definitely yeah. cheap. <laughs> it is cheap, but is it good enough? I well, mean, it's, it, it's, it's a couple of cast-offs they have in net for a team that believes they've got the players out in front to win a Stanley Cup. There was one play from Leon Dreisaitl I really liked tonight, guys. It was, I can't remember which Kings forward it was, but he grabbed the puck and he headed up ice, and he was staring at two other defensemen. So there were already two other defensemen back. Mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl got on his horse. He back-checked full speed. And he ended up being the one to break up the play from the forward, who was one on two. That right there, I saw that, and I went, okay, that's a guy who's clearly trying to do things the right way tonight. That looked like kind of playoff Leon Dreisaitl, and I I was impressed with that. That, to me, was a signal that he was really thinking it on a deeper level and trying to make sure he was doing the right things. How awesome was it that on the day where, as media this morning, we all gathered with Connor McDavid, uh, and started asking him about, you know, 
the fact that he hasn't been scoring a lot of goals lately, right? Like we, we sort of put him on the hot seat, asked him a few questions today. And on that same day in the, in the first period of that game, he gets the puck in the most prime shooting position <laughs> you can get in the, in the entire building. And he dishes it off to Zach Hyman. Guys, I'm telling you, everybody on media row, everybody behind us, and that's the team, right? Everybody went, shoot! Oh, <laughs> that's what everybody did. The whole building was yelling at him to shoot, and then everyone went, oh, maybe we should just let Connor do what he wants to do, Struds. Yes, I hear you, and it did work out well there. <laughs> but again, let's consider the goaltender in the pipes there. Oh, big save, Dave. I love that name, by the way. I think that's – I'm sorry, I think that's got to be a shot. You you work so hard again in that position. Um, if that so, let's say they're playing uh, Dallas, and that's Ottinger in the pipes, and that's uh, Heiskin, and you're playing against. How many times do you allow to get into that spot? And how many times does that shot go in, Brownie, from Hyman on the wing? You see, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I think Connor McDavid's the best in the world, and I think he finds what he believes is the best, uh, the best possible play. And I think at that moment, everyone, as you said, everyone in the world thought he was shooting. He gives it to Hyman. Hyman has the entire empty net to shoot into. So to me, when Con I, I will never argue with a play with Connor and Leon. They're the two best players in the world. They have the two highest IQ in the National Hockey League. If they feel that's the better play, I'm, I'm going to go with it because I'm in the press box. I'm a, I am sitting a 1,000 miles away. He's on the ice. He leads the league every year. He's an MVP. If he decides that, you know what? I see Hyman as the better option here. I'm 100% behind Lee, or Connor McDavid on that one. What about the fact that he hasn't scored in ten games? He doesn't, stretch, he doesn't care. Through a he stretch where, through a stretch where you know the team has been a little bit up and down. I mean, he got sixty four last year, Brownie, because mm -hmm. he decided to think a little bit more like a shooter. Yeah. And this year, he's gone completely the other way with it. So I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's no way you can help your team more than by scoring goals. Wouldn't you yeah. suggest that if he thought a little more that way, that wouldn't be a bad thing? He's averaging two and a half points a game. Like, how much more do you want him to help the team offensively? Like, it, it doesn't get like he's on pace. That's like a three hundred point or two hundred point season. That's pretty good. So yeah, no. Uh, if 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 he wants to pass the puck, if because that guy's in a better spot, pass the puck. Maybe he felt Hyman had a better chance. Maybe he's looking at the goalie like, hmm, I don't really see nothing here. But I know Hyman will. He'll see the entire empty net. So to me, I'm 100%. If Connor McDavid decides this is the better play, I'm on Connor's side. I don't know, Stretty. What do you think, man? I, I disagree. I think you get into those shooting You think in the playoffs, you get into those shooting areas, how hard it was. Think about Vegas last year, how hard it was to get into that shooting area mm -hmm. and to have love, a clean shot like that. I love the fact that nine career NHL goals combined are deciding what Connor McDavid should do when he yeah. has the puck. <laughs> Well, but but I'm just going off of what I saw last year in the playoffs against Vegas, mm -hmm. right? And that's and that's you're, you're trying to prepare yourself for that. How many times have we heard the guys talk about that? And you get in that shooting spot, and it's not just that play. There's been and and, and I think at times this team is guilty of moving from a good shooting spot to a less desirable shooting spot. Okay, and this is different. You're saying the team. I I, I yeah. agree. If it's McLeod has it, if if Fogel has it, if Kane has it, if Hyman has it, that's different. But when Connor McDavid has it, he can do whatever he wants because his decisions, 99.9% .9 of the times are the right ones. And the people that we second guess, when we second guess them, usually we're in the wrong. <laughs> I like it. You can tell who is the skill guy here on the podcast, eh? Uh, yeah, I mean, by that logic, Brownie, then, you know, we can't second guess a goaltender for a decision to come out and play a puck. We can't second guess, uh, you know what I mean? Like You're second guessing we, the best player in the world right now. The best player in the world. It's not second guessing. It's just you, listen. There are trends. We evaluate trends in his mm -hmm. game. Last year, he decided, "I'm gonna see how many goals I can score." He went up, got 64. Was the best goal scorer in the world. Right. And this There's year, he's deciding he's, he's, he's deciding like, to be I'm... the best playmaker now, and he's averaging two yeah. and a half two and a half points a game. That's good. Like so, now you want him to get two goals and two and a half assists. We're not happy unless he's getting five points now. No, no, not at all. I, I want him. I, I want the team to be playoff ready. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's that's where my head's at. And I, I now you're questioning whether Connor's going to be playoff ready again. 
Connor McDavid actually gets better in the playoffs. I have no worries about him. Yeah. Well, you got all right. Well, we'll agree to disagree here because I, I against Vegas, I saw a group of players that were unable to get to the inside of the of the ice to score. Again, again, you're saying group of players. I'm talking one player. I know, but I'm that, talking that, one player here. But, but he does lead the way a little, Brownie. Like you, you set the tone, right? You, if, if if you want to be a team that takes advantage of your best opportunities, if the message is get it on net when you're in the prime scoring areas, yeah. But and all you're those saying things. you're thinking Connor was the best opportunity there. I don't think he was. Hyman was. He had the wide open net. Mm -hmm. All right, love it. It's a great debate. By the way, McDavid was pretty funny today when he addressed that the media. Uh, let's get back to the Weiss Johnson uh, sound box. Here's McDavid when he was asked about, uh, well, no goals in nine games at that time. Now now it's 10 games. Here he is. I've decided I'm just going to see how many assists I'm going to get. So uh, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the focus. I'm not going to shoot the puck anymore. I'm um, not going to score any more goals. So, um, no, I mean, it'd be, obviously, of course, I want to score, want to produce, um, you know, I want to help uh, this team any way I can. And um, scoring goals is part of that. And scoring goals is part of that. He had another funny moment, actually. That while he was talking to us today, he had a water bottle and he was taking sips in between questions and he and he fumbled the cap and it fell on the floor. And I said, uh, you're dropping stuff all over the place. Are you, are you worried about your hands at all? And he said, yeah, I'm losing all of my skills. So he was in a jovial mood about it today and uh, a hell of a nice play i brownie i completely understand and respect what you're saying like he he does he makes the right decision so often and he's piled up points for so long it's just interesting to me that a player can adjust his mindset and become one of the best goal scorers mm -hmm. in the game and then all of a sudden he's not in that mindset anymore and you just can't help but wonder if big picture it would be better if he were thinking more like a goal scoring forward like he was last year. And I think that's fair analysis that that might be long term more what the team needs from McDavid to have success in the playoffs, to be playing with that goal scorer's instinct. That would be the analysis. You disagree. Yeah, I disagree. All right. Great segment, guys. Love the debate. Uh, when we come back, everybody's favorite segment, Strutty's World. Stay with us. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good. <laughs> 12, 19 a.m. Oh, Brownie. Nice cheerleading from Brownie. Go, Struddy, says the sign. We got a Strutty's World After Dark. I love it. Brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products, locations in Calgary and Edmonton. If you're a contracting business or a contractor, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line. See why they've been going strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service with high-quality North American-made products. Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. Struts? I always like seeing which players are put out at the end of the game to protect the lead and I, scoring is kind of you know if you're the other way it's pretty clear but to protect the lead and the second last shift tonight they had uh conor mcdavis line with uh hyman and uh dry and then the next three guys out like in my head i kind of had it kind of worked out and all of a sudden i connor brown comes out with ryan and i believe it's jan mark although i'm, I'm second guessing myself in the jan mark but anyways that that's it, it was not the line you thought would be or i thought it was going to be 
And I love the trust that that shows in those three players and, and building those guys up and finding a moment for them to have a really important second on the ice or a minute or whatever to try to protect a lead, to try to make the right choices. I think that empowers them. Uh, so again, it was the top line, then it was arguably the third, fourth line, and two guys that didn't get out there that normally do were Nugent Hopkins and Kane. So you know, I don't want to read too much who wasn't in on, but I think who was on the ice, I think is really interesting, guys. Because um, considering I don't think that would have been the group that I might have put out there in that moment. Mm -hmm. Did hey, we hey, grab good the point? Sorry? No, go ahead, Brownie. The, I, I think there there's one main reason that they were doing it. I think they're trying to get Connor Brown a goal. I think there's an empty yeah. net. You got a two-goal lead, so it's safe. You can put your third line or fourth line out there. You've got a centerman you trust in, in Derek Ryan. But mm -hmm. to me, it was and it was Ryan McLeod. It, it, that's what it was, not Yan Mark. It was Ryan oh, McLeod. Mm, was right. Because right. he iced yeah. it. He iced that's it. Why I so I, I, I honestly believe that Chris Knobloch right. said, here's an opportunity. I gave my first line a chance to get their, 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 their cookie, their, their free point. They didn't. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to see if I can get Connor Brown a goal. So I think that was a great move yeah. uh, by by Chris Knobloch. Again, also, as you said, Stratty, empowering guys. That no, I mean, those those three are normally sitting on the bench cheering at that point. Right. And and it, and, I, and you know what it's like, and I know what it's like when you're a, a depth player and the coach gives you a little bit of trust, well, you're excited. Like, you, like, that's a pat on the back. But I do think a big part of it was they wanted Connor yeah. Brown out there to try and get his first goal of the season. Struddy, did we pull, uh, Zuby, did we pull Chris Knobloch? I asked him about his decisions personnel-wise in the last minute or so of the game. Yeah, we got it. All right. Roll, Roll it. Ryan definitely tonight taking the face-offs. He was dynamite um, all night, won a lot of big face-offs. I believe one one on the PK, five on three. But our number said that he was our best draw man, so he was going to be doing that. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And and you know what? Got to be able to defend the lead, and you got to have players that are confident. You can throw them out there, top six, bottom six, and they did a good job with that. Struds. I think that I, the way they defended this lead, I thought that's that's the winning streak, Oilers. The way they defended that lead, and it was pretty calm. Like there there wasn't you know there was maybe yeah. one or two little excitable moments there in the last stretch but for the most part it's pretty calm and that is just playing the right way keeping the puck down in the other zone um you know just just making those simple plays and it, it's it sounds easy to do but the problem is you want to be a hero and do extra you don't have to mm -hmm. just get the puck in their zone and try to hold on to it down there as long as you can so yeah i um i think it's really cool to see who was out there that last the last minute uh when they're trying to protect the league with the goalie pulled and i know it was a two goalie but still a lead's a lead yeah, another thing too that I saw in the third period that I I don't remember the last time I saw it. The others had two power plays, and both times their first unit came off after one minute without whistles. That's that. I, now I wonder. I know that the Knobloch talked about frustration and some negativity have creeped in. I wonder if there was a a team talk about okay, you know what? Yeah, if we're going to be a team. Let's be a team. And part of being a team is sharing the ice. And both times Connor and Leon at one minute mark. They changed, and that's something that we don't see very often, and that does mean a lot. I've been on second power play units. It's huge when all of a sudden they come off and you get a little bit of time on it as well. So I think that goes a long way to becoming a, a better team as well. That was Struddy's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. As we say good evening to uh, Rob Brown, and thank you for your contributions. I ask you, Struds, how many times do you think Brownie looked back at his assistant coach and said, hey, you just tell us who's supposed to go on the ice. We'll worry about we'll worry about scoring. But again, we'll, yeah, in junior, yeah. he said it a lot. I, do, yeah. I, I used to tell Hitch, Hitch yeah. shut up, Hitch. Just let yeah. me get on the ice. Yeah. Open so the door. he was petulant when his coaches told him what to do. Let alone yeah. a couple of well, a former player and a media guy. I, I no, I was saying you're questioning Connor. That's what I'm not questioning Connor. I'm not. Right. I I feel right. he knows more than I do. Would you have shot that puck, Brownie? One hundred percent, I would have shot. There that it is. Puck. Yes, That's what I'm I would have. And you I were... would have, but I'm not Connor McDavid. Right. I'm I just. Think... I'm just Rob Brown. Right. There's yeah. there's a bit of a drop. I think the problem is that it worked out, and it hasn't always worked out. I think that's where we the, the conversation goes a little sideways. He's got twenty three points in his last twenty three assists his last ten games. It's working right. pretty good. Right. <laughs> it's a great debate. I love it. And and Brownie like. 
It'll be interesting. So is there a point that you'll, you'll kind of, you know, if there's criticism to be had on McDavid, should we just leave you out of it? Like, are we, are you, are you, I, you're, you're criticizing a guy that it's, it's not like he's got no criticism in the last analysis, but analysis, you just, you said criticizing it, it's in the t- last 10 game. If he had three points and he's turning those down. Okay. Yo, you know what? Shoot the puck. He's making plays. Yeah. He's making plays every game. He's on a heater right now. Mm-hmm. I trust Connor McDavid when he has the puck on his stick in the offensive zone that he knows better than I do what he should do with it. Well, that's why you're here on the pod, Brownie, to right. offer that uh, high-end, <laughs> high-maintenance offensive perspective because it was definitely lacking before. Thanks, buddy. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to see you guys again. Go slip into your McDavid pajamas. Good night. <laughs> well, we come we're my number 97s tonight. Right. <laughs> See you, bud. See you, bud. Uh, Strutty and I will take a lap when we come back. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximum Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Time now for Strutty and I to take a lap. Brought to you by Backscape. Bid farewell to unwanted back hair solo in just five minutes with the fastest growing male grooming tool on the planet. They have a water-resistant, rechargeable, long handle Let's you shave independently in any direction with no cuts, scrapes, bumps, or mess. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com and choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Backscape, stay smooth, gentlemen. We see Brownie and his triceps demonstrating how you use this fantastic product. Strutty, where are we going, bud? Well, the Avalanche continue to kind of get some good news, uh, both for the team and for the individual players. We already talked about Landis Cog the other day skating with the team and really, really not come back for the playoffs. And then a player, Valerie Nakushkin, who entered the uh, player's assistance program to work on uh, himself. Um, today was uh, the next step in his, um, I don't know if it's recovery or just kind of his program, mm-hmm. is he's practicing with the team. So he's now practicing with the team. There's no timeline set for his uh, when he's able to uh, enter games, but you know that's that's a, he's a big part of what they are trying to do. He's a big body. He's had a lot of success there. Signed the big deal. Um, so he's you know I'm I'm guessing at some point we'll see him in games. If they get those two big bodies back in time for the playoffs, um, that's positive for the team. But that both guys are having some individual success. Uh, on working on themselves, one getting healthy, one well, I guess both getting healthy. I think that's really positive for them. So it's a it's a it's a good story for those guys, but also I think it's a notable story and a big story for the league because um, Nikushkin was a monster for them in the playoff run. Oh man, was he ever! Well, that you know, twenty one, twenty two, in their twenty playoff games, nine goals and fifteen points. Um, that was yeah. uh, talk about a coming out party for him. You know, just a guy that's, you know, pretty high draft pick and and took a took quite a while for him really to pan out. And then even this year, right? Twenty-two goals in the forty games that he had played uh so far. Forty-two points in the in the forty games that he'd played. Yeah. So has an opportunity to be a real big part of things. And it's an ad, right? The Avalanche there's a lot of talk about what they need to add. That's an ad. That's a that's like a trade deadline acquisition for them. Well, him and him and Lanscott would be huge. Yeah. I mean, it'd be huge, and especially if they're both healthy and feeling good about themselves like that's, that's 
pretty nice two pieces to add. Yeah. Um, talking about ads, let's go to Dallas Stars. Uh, Logan Stanghoven, uh, yeah, former member of the Kamloops Blazers and obviously the World Junior, and a player that I've kind of watched, uh, obviously because of the Kamloops ties. He scored his first NHL goal tonight. He was called up just recently. Um, but when I, when I go over the timesheets, what blows me away is he played 15 minutes. So he was playing online with Jamie Ben and Wyatt Johnson, and obviously Stan Cohen's on the other side. Uh, those are two nice players to drop in beside a wily veteran that a young, talented center. Um, so congrats to him. But it's you know to add a guy like that and get him that's into that spot, which I think is their third line. That's uh, pretty decent for a young player to play 15 minutes with almost little to none or no. Uh, power player penalty kill time yeah he's played two games and has a couple of points in those games right not a huge guy five foot eight and that's generous yeah i think that's five foot eight sta- standing on a stack of toonies like <laughs> i i don't think he's that tall um but you know what he's he brings energy he plays he can play make plays i you know watch him in the world juniors he and obviously it um in camps he, he he makes plays he's got a really high engine and he drives the pace of play uh, so I think that he was a nice ad for that team and whether he's there all year, I don't know, but, um, good returns early. Dallas is a tough lineup to crack too. Like they're a legit Stanley cup contender, man. That, that is a good team. And I think they have a lot of belief in themselves. I think they're going to act like a cup contender at deadline time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for him to be able to crack that lineup and make a dent in it, it's pretty impressive for a guy of his size, but he's had a hell of a year in the American league too, right? 57 points in his first 47 games in the American Hockey League. That is hard to do as a smaller, younger player. And the pace. He plays with pace. And I and I I like I like, you know, another not maybe not the, the best comparison, but Niels Holtlander in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. He plays with that pace, right? He he's just going, he's coming at you all the time. And that's I think that'd be a great guy to play with if I was on a line because I want that guy to just kind of push the pace and make our our line seem a lot quicker than maybe it is. All right, that was Taking a Lap, brought to you by Backscape. Running a little long tonight because of our technical difficulties. So uh, another quick commercial break, and then ask us anything when we come back. For over 60 years, Belvedere Golf and Country Club has been delivering a high-quality golf experience to Edmonton and area. This beautiful private club located on Highway 21 just south of Sherwood Park occupies 160 acres and presents a challenging yet adventurous 18-hole design. A beautiful clubhouse, fully stocked pro shop, and warm, friendly staff truly make it feel like you belong to something unique and special. Visit www.belvederegcc.com. Time now for Ask Us Anything, where we get you involved here on the YouTube live stream. It's brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Happy hours better at Match Pub Ice District. Score 20% off Appies. Half-price wine and other drink specials every day from 2 to 4 p.m. Located adjacent to Rogers Place in the Grand Villa Casino. And for more information, check out matchpub.com as we bring in Zuby, who has had a, well, a stressful night. How are we doing, Zubes? You got everything under control, buddy? Just fine. You know, that that kind of thing uh, might have really rattled me in the in the early days, but it does happen. You're sometimes a... A slave to the internet in more ways than one, and um, yeah, just you just gotta gotta keep uh, even keel and get keep it back it up steady. and running. And tons keep of people steady. stuck around. So I remember back in season one, Struds, I was on the road and we did a podcast with me on the road, and this is back before we were going live. Zuby called me ten minutes after we finished. He's like, "It's gone. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just gone." <laughs> he thought he lost an entire podcast. Oh boy! And he was like apoplectic. He was beside himself, losing his marbles. And I was like, "Zoops, it's good, man. It's just it's just a pod. Like that's the beauty of this yeah. thing, man. If it explodes and nobody gets it and it goes into thin air, doesn't matter." So I think we've sort of realized that, right, Zoops? Doesn't matter. I mean, in the certainly in the big picture, it does not matter. It matters <laughs> differently now. We have sponsors, we have loyal viewers, yeah, we have true. all these other things that we it's supposed uh, to be more legit now. All right, let's get going. What are people saying, buddy? That was a Zoom one, by the way, too. Yeah, I remember that, and I did find mm-hmm. it. I fixed it. Um, let's yeah. let's go on Connor. Um, lots of good comments on Connor stuff we didn't get to. Chris R says on the goalless uh, drought, 
how many games until it isn't funny anymore or 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 will it will that not matter as long as he gets two assists per game he's getting points and brownie's right and you know, and it, it 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 is hard to criticize a guy like that but i i just feel that you work so hard to get into that shooting area um if hyman doesn't score in that this conversation is probably different because we've seen him and Leon both do it at different times. The shooting area passes to someone who's not in the shooting area. And I, I, I just, I think you got to fire those pucks at the net. Um, but I, I, I don't know that it really ever, as far as Connor and scoring, I don't think he really ever, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I'm not. Well, results matter, right? Strutty. So let's say, let's say McDavid goes another seven games without a goal, but he gets 17 assists and the Oilers win five of them. It's going to be notable. It'll be like, man, what's going on with McDavid and his goal scoring, hey? But look at all those assists. Now, if he, you know, if they play in seven games and they, they lose five of them and McDavid has four assists or five assists, well, then all of yeah. a sudden it becomes a bigger focus, right? It's, it's results-driven, and he's still playing well. He's still doing things the right way. Um, but go back and look matter. at the, the last stretch. They haven't won a ton of games. Would you say that his – um, lack of goal scoring hasn't been the problem with the team, not at all. I'm looking yeah. at the penalty kill. I'm looking at defensive structure. defending. Yeah, so, I mean that's it's, it's it's far from the problem. It's not. It is you know my top ten list of yeah. things to be done. Um, continuing on on Connor Omar says, "He's you're much easier to defend if you know he's going to pass." I, I'm going to dovetail this into something else. He's still obviously the best player in the world and an amazing passer, but you, you, I understand the logic of if you think he's he's definitely going to pass. I understand that. But then Bobo Fett chimes in and says, Betcha Connor goes back to sniping shooter guy in the playoffs after showing pass first all regular season, always two steps ahead of everyone trying to stop his game. Is, is What are the chances Connor's playing 4D chess and saving those shots for when he hits playoff time, Shoggy? Or the mentality, uh, saving the shoot shoot first mentality. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's also the kind of guy that you know, he's going to feed Hyman when he can, right? Like, let, let's get him to 50 for sure. But I think he's just trying to win games. I think he's honestly, he's trying to make the best play that he thinks is the best play in that moment. And it's reflective of the headspace that he's been in all year. His decision with the puck is reflective of the headspace that he's in. Last year's decision of the puck was reflective of that headspace, and that was more thinking goals. So if he gets to the playoffs and decides he wants to do it, then then he'll do it. Struds, I get the feeling sometimes McDavid just like just tries stuff because he's like, oh, I wonder if I can do that. Like last year he was like, Yeah, oh, let's see how many goals we could score. This year he's like, Oh, I think there's something to the idea of, well, let's see how many assists we can get. Yeah, I think so. But I also think he, he figures what is – I think he's about winning. So I don't mm -hmm. think he does it just to get into record books. For sure. He thinks, what do I need to do to help this team win um, or for my team to win? Yeah. Zuby, I'm going to pull one off the stream here because I love how Colin Williams is just laying himself out there to be bludgeoned. Sure. So yeah, Colin Williams one. says, I'm going to get dissed so hard, but I need to talk about how Connor Brown is still a good pickup for the Oilers. The guy cannot finish worth a penny, but he makes plays and wins battles. Play with RNH, he says. Strutty? I, I I like Connor Brown still as a player. The problem is I don't like him at the number he's at. And mm -hmm. and I and, and that's gonna really hurt the team next year. My God. If he was at one and a half million dollars, I think it's a whole different conversation. But with the number he's at just under four, that's that's a really tough one to swallow. Uh really tough one to swallow. So like today was a nice play. Um, you know, I, I still think if he gets one goal, it hopefully unlocks something for him. Uh, but he does a good job with the penalty kill. I'd like to see him be a little bit more physical on, or not a little bit more, just be physical on the on the on the, on the forecheck, uh, lay a few more guys out. But yeah, it's I I can't agree with that because of the dollar figure. Okay, doubling back to something more big picture on Connor, uh, stat guy Steve Taylor chimed in and said, Connor's at 941 career points with 26 games remaining this season. Does he break 1,000 this season? Needs to average 2.27 points per game the rest of the way, which is not at all out of reach for him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always good in the second half. What's the numbers? What does he got to do? Yeah, he's got to get, um, it looks like, 59 points in 26 games. 
I mean, two point two seven gonna, points per game. I'm not going to count him out. I'll probably say no that he comes up just a little bit short. What do you think, Struds? I don't know. I remember I, I counted him out getting a hundred in that shortened season, and he got it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't think I want to bet against this guy. And I think yeah. it's like a carrot, right? When he sees it, he's like, "I'm just going to go get it." Yeah. Does he? I guess does he have another six point night in him? You know, does he have another six? You know, like yeah. You need a couple. You need a couple like that. Now he can average three every. I, I get that, but that's kind of a hard thing to do. So you need a couple that are really high end. Um. So I mean, if he gets, <laughs> I'd be crazy. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, yeah, I'd say yes. Sure. Wow. Look at you. Late it. night. A late yeah. night bold call, yeah. Buster. Yeah. yeah. He's just trying to get two out more. Of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two okay, more, uh, buddy. We got to get him sold to bed. Back to Connor Brown. ADN says, I think Brown gets a shift every time the Oilers are playing against an empty net. And I truly believe Brown doesn't want his first goal to be an empty netter because he always passes. Is there an is there an element to that? Or is it like, no way I, I want to pop no. one no matter what I want this over? I'm going to say no. There are no honor among goalless guys 50 some yeah. games into a season. When you're thirsty in the desert, you'll drink anything. So I, I, I like today. I, I wish that he would have taken. There's a shot. He was on the on the same side as the red line. Like it would have been icing. Just take the shot, man. Just like honestly, it. like McLeod iced it for no reason. No, no reason I could see. Um, I didn't even try to hit the net. So why not just take that shot? And no one on the bench is going to get upset. Take it. And speaking of McLeod, wasn't McLeod's first or second goal an empty netter? And that unlocked something for him for a little bit there, right? Isn't that? Kind of what happened it's with it, him yeah, out in New yeah. Jersey or something? I think I think you're right. Yeah. And it's just yeah. – I, I just – you know what I think? I think I want Connor Brown to score because I think he could be a, a found piece of gold in your own lineup. And because I think there's something – there's more there offensively than he's shown because he's done it in the past. So he could be a deadline acquisition if he scores a goal and sorts <laughs> yeah. it out and all of a sudden they've got this element they haven't had all year. And Like if he can score five goals, I know it's a lot in the last 26 games, like that would be huge because now you're like, okay, this guy's maybe, you know, spread that already season. He's that's 15 goals. Mm-hmm. It's another focal in the lineup. One more zoom. Okay, two, two ones, just a quick chirp. I forgot about this. CK Pond said, maybe the team needs to have another lackluster practice if it means some wins. Hey, Ryan, that was from <laughs> CK Pond. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to ask you what you thought of that, Struds. Like, I I've been covering this team for like twenty four years. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever reported once or sent a single tweet about morning skate. <laughs> That's how bad it was today, Struds. I'm not lying, yeah. man. I can't even describe to you. The assistant coaches were losing it trying to get guys going. Yeah. I was sitting there watching, and I'm like, I can't leave this alone. I can't. This is too. I, I'm gonna have to say something. And I asked Chris about it. He didn't say that I was wrong. He just said, ah, day off yesterday, maybe a little sluggish getting going. What do you think? Reporter making something out of nothing? No, I, I do. I always felt it was nice to have a good morning skate. I didn't want to have, like, I didn't want to blow my load and be amazing, but, like, just crisp, you know, puck on this tape, all that kind of stuff. Like, I wanted to see that, but you didn't want oh, to go. it was not. Yeah, and, and so, but there's some days it just doesn't work. I remember we had some terrible morning skates, and it just – just not working. So then it kind of energized you for the game. Like, okay, I got to be better for the game. I'm mad at myself. I wanted to ask Brownie what he thought of that today. Cause I have a feeling Brownie would have gone snap show on me over that. Yeah. Like, just yeah. what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> I feel like he, uh, laissez faire his way through a few mornings. <laughs> okay. Last one. Cause I want, I'm going to feed uh Stretty a softball here for him to go out on a high note. Uh, the Dr. Carpy okay. says second power play actually had some shots. I noticed certainly that, um, Evander Kane takes that high wrister from the slot. That's a great shot. He's scored on that a lot, not on the power play. And then someone else chimed in and said, I feel like the second power play unit could turn out to be a, a big factor in the Oilers' success going forward. What do you think of that, Struddy? Well, I mean, the power play is at four, uh, is fourth overall, isn't it? Or, or, or top five. I mean, it's already in pretty good shape. So how much better do you want it to get? But I think that passing some of those minutes off to the other guys, especially when games are out of hand, I think that's important. But also for them to get their cookies and feel good about themselves. So there haven't been a ton of games recently where they've been blowing the other team away. But if they do, or if they were, I would be rolling that guy, the second unit out first to let them get their cookies and get some points. All right, great stuff. That was Ask Us Anything brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Big thanks to all of you for your contributions on the stream. Time now for our gem of the day or the night. 
Struds? I'm going with Connor McDavid's comment from this morning where he said that uh, he's trying to become more assists and less not trying to score goals. I thought that for him, I loved that he was lighting the mood in a pretty tense time of the year. Yeah, definitely. He he was jovial and joking about yeah. it. Uh, rather than getting defensive, right? A couple of years ago, he might not have loved that line right. of questioning. Might have gone a little Rob Brown on us. Like, who do you think you are <laughs> questioning me about the way I'm going to do that? But he didn't. He didn't pull a brownie. Give us a good answer. Uh, good job tonight, Struds. Thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks for your patience on the stream. I know we had some technical issues. By the way, just want to mention quickly, didn't do a hat giveaway tonight. We are going to try doing some hats for sale. So go to the website, gybpod.com. And if you click on GYB Merch and you scroll down, you're going to see some of the hats that we have available. Now, please bear with us. Our system isn't fully up and running yet. So it might take a little bit of time. But you can send us a note with the hat that you want, and we'll get payment and everything squared away. We've got a lot of demand for it. But remember, we're not fully up and running, so be patient with us, and we'll try and get these rolling. But as of right now, you can try and order one online, and uh, hopefully we'll get it to you within a couple of weeks. Have a great night, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Got Your Back this late night that we got to with you. And a big thanks, as always, to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. See you, Struds. Guys. Guys.